get over Ming's kingdom, we should land near the entrance of the abandoned drain tunnel. Our ship can be well concealed there. I remember the place. Hello, everybody. This is Barney, and I'm going to let you, the listener, welcome me back to Loco Ludus because it has been a very, very long time. A rough calculation. I think I haven't done a proper episode for nearly six months or something. That's that's quite a break. That's quite a break. So my apologies to anybody who might have um, been looking forward to something a bit sooner. Um, I've been been promising more episodes for a long time and, you know, clearly it's just not been very conducive. Um, Of course, I'm going to say something like, I hope this is, this is the start of, you know, normal service again or more normal service whatever that ever was um and i'm going to try and keep this short perhaps that's the trick uh when i consider the prolific strategies of my of my my buddies my anchor buddies uh or and and, and also people like Tom Barbelay, you know, they they put out short episodes uh, and maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's the secret. So I'll try and keep this short. Um, things, I mean, I, 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 I suppose, you know, and I've pinched this from Spencer of Keep Off the Borderlands that... Um, uh, uh, that this is a this is a podcast about tabletop role playing games and other tabletop games too because i recently bought a box of army painter speed paints cuz i really like to paint some miniatures and uh <laughs> cutting some serious corners uh, and doing you know making the job a lot easier is is definitely something that appeals to me and i suppose i would also pinch something from my friend joe at hindsightless who continues to call himself his sorry himself i don't know i mean he probably calls himself a lot of things but he continues to call his podcast um a sporadic podcast but and yet but and yet he um he seems to be putting out an episode nearly every other day um so joe if you're listening i'm stealing your sporadicness and i'm i'm claiming that my podcast this podcast loco ludus is truly sporadic and Joe, if you continue to put out so many episodes, then, uh, so, you know, it's such a, a, a tick. I don't think you can claim to call your podcast sporadic. So thanks for welcoming me to another episode of the very sporadic Loco Ludus about tabletop role-playing games 
and other tabletop games and about game design uh often my own of course um and i'll talk a little bit about that in a minute um but you know one of the mainstays of the last year or so has been interviews they've been a really good way for me to keep the podcast trundling along and uh, i'm i'm you know i'm actually i'm sitting on an interview with dirk the dice about league of eternal guardians and the game he ran um I've got an interview with Safinio about his follow-up to Pariah. And this would be my moment to say, here we go. So ramble point one. Um, what have I been doing? What have I been doing for these last six months? Or whatever. It's been It's been a couple of things, really. On the one hand... On the one hand, life has just been not conducive to podcasting. And I won't go into all of that, but it's just been really, really um, challenging. Um, and it's, you know, it's not any different, I'm sure, to lots of other people. So I'm just talking about my my experience of those challenges and that that's had an impact on on the podcasting partly because of some of the projects that I've been doing so if you like the the gaming time that I have available which includes the podcast has just been sucked up by <laughs> the time I would put into the podcast has been sucked up by other gaming projects so that's no bad thing. And so that kind of leads to the other side of everything, which in a way is that I've just been hanging out. I've been playing a lot of games. I've been playing more board games, you know, a little bit. Um, I've been running more role-playing games um, in person and online. Um you know, including still playing and recording with end of plays, which is still gestating and having just a wonderful time with those folks. So with Quinn and Chris and Taryn and Spencer. Is that everybody? I think it is. <laughs> um, hope I, I don't think I've forgotten anybody. Um, that's just been, um, um, but you, that's just been great. We're nearly at, we're nearly at the end of Neo-Triassic shoreline regression syndrome. I think tonight might be the last episode, last recording, the last bit, maybe. Um, that's, that's just been great. It's been really, really great. And it's such a nice little crew. Um, there was always the plan to have Lexi join us, um, but that doesn't seem to have happened or materialised for whatever reason, I don't know. So um, 
yeah, let's see what happens there. But um, we've been we've been playing pretty regularly, and uh, as I think I've talked about before, we've also played some games with designers, other designers. Um, uh, Jacob Wood, uh, Survival of the Able, the uh, medieval zombie game. We played a few sessions um, um, with 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 him and Jonathan Jonathan Hicks. Jonathan Hicks. We played a game with Jonathan Hicks. Uh, those dark places. So you know that's that's just been that's just been great. Um, so just hanging out and I suppose also spending time with my family more. And it wasn't like the podcast was hoovering that up, you know, because when you're scraping one episode a month, it's not really, it's not really saying much. But again, just all of these factors just meant that the podcast got shunted and shunted and shunted. So I might, you know, record something and then just not find the time the inspiration or the will to um turn it into an episode which um is 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 sad from the side of the podcast but here we here I go here I am I see my moment I've grabbed my moment and here I am um so where was I I was digress that was digression 1 to say that part of the summer uh, was going back to the UK for six weeks. And in those six weeks, I, I played some games, uh, but I didn't do any podcasting. Um, so that was kind of a big chunk of the summer. Um, and one of the things I did was uh, go to Brighton and uh, stay with Safinio. Uh, who I just mentioned. So you know, folks, if you if you're thinking about uh, meeting up with uh, someone you're friends with on on the internet, um, I thoroughly thoroughly recommend it. Obviously, you gotta you gotta do it safely, right? I'm not recommending that you just meet up with total randos. Um, you know meet up with the people that you already have some um, genuine friendship with and I don't know insight into the lives of because because I, I managed to snaffle a copy of Pariah from Safinio um, for not for making that journey, but that was one of the nice little outcomes of it. Uh, was was just great. It was just great to go and uh, to, to to stay with Safinio, to meet his family, uh, to play some games with some of his regular gaming buddies, to see uh, the local gaming hall, if you like. That's kind of the backside of a of a little game shop. So it's almost like a speakeasy or something you could imagine. You know, you go into this tiny little game shop and if you if you knock on the door at the back in the right way, you know, three metres 
into the into the shop you you the door will open and you go into a huge kind of barn or church hall or god no, it wasn't a barn but you know really big room so we played a game of alluvial plains there um the the uh the paleolithic game that i'm working on with spencer and dave and tom which has also seen some some time cutbacks um and tom rightly badgers me about that um so whilst i was there uh, staying with Safinio, I also got the chance to see David Blandy, meet David Blandy in person, I mean to say, and that was great. I'd been walking around with sandals on um, and for a couple of days and I looked down and my feet were bleeding. Um, and when I met up with David, we um, he helped me, <laughs> he helped me go to Superdrug, I think it was, and buy some, you know, he advised me on <laughs> what bandages to, to wear, uh, to, to, to get, so we went, we went, we, we went for a pint, and um, uh, I put some bandages on, and that was, that was great, so for me, it's really important that these, um, these good, healthy human friendships that we develop online, that I develop online, become, you know, human face-to-face -face friendships when when it's possible, whenever possible. Um, my my first oh, and of course I'm forgetting someone very special there. Um, I also met up with Andy Goodman in London. So, uh, it, you know, in the same the same summer trip, um, and Andy um, is just uh, is just wonderful. You know, we we continue to play Cthulhu together. Um, I need to re-record something for him, and he's always hounding me for that. Um, which is good. It's good to be hounded. Um, but we we met up. I met his family. We went for a curry, and I kind of miss curry a little bit here in Germany. It was an amazing curry. It was just great. Um, and and previous to that, I had um, you know just just before COVID started i went and saw colin green and met his brother darren and i met up with dave aldridge um, so you know i yeah i i i really um i really think that's an important thing to do how long have i been rambling on for okay 15 minutes already so you know going back to the uk also meant that i could pick up my 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 box of box set of lost eons uh which i had uh, ordered from 
uh, Rooks Press, um, which had arrived for me in the UK. Um, so I had a whole pile of stuff that had got sent to my dad's place. And I also picked up another thing, uh, another Lost Eons thing, the Haven of Aves, um, which, uh, which is another another thing uh, that, that David has produced in collaboration with folks and it's really just an inspirational thing and it's lovely to to have this box so what am I saying I'm saying I've I've met David and Safiniel in person and I'm holding in my hands their wonderful work um, which is very inspiring to me um, so I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got an, a, a chat with Safinio recorded, um, and I've got another conversation with Amanda P recorded, um, which, which, which I also am really, really keen to put out. So it's this funny thing of thinking, yeah, I really want to put it out, really want to put it out, but just not finding that moment and finding this moment today means, Today is a weird kind of holiday in Germany. Uh, it's a holiday for schools, so no teaching. <laughs> so not getting up early, not teaching lots of lessons. Um, but it's not a bank holiday, so shops are open, etc., uh, etc. Et not that I'm not that I'm planning on um, going to a shop today, but let's see. Um, so got another conversation with Amanda recorded where we talk about scenarios and that was uh that's that was intended as or ended up as as if you like the first first part of a two-part discussion about um scenarios in uh in role-playing games designing them running them, playing them. Um, but Amanda and I started the started the Amanda on Loco Ludus idea just before the summer. And so, as I said, I was in the UK for six weeks and I think Amanda was off doing stuff in the summer as well. And so... Um, a little a little bit sadly i think i know i would say that the plan of having amanda on as a regular co-host i think i would say has is kind of ended before it really started which um which is unfortunate i think but it's totally understandable um which is to say that Amanda said that she'd been thinking about stuff and she'd been thinking about what she's doing with her time and um, what's going on in her life and all of those kinds of things and just very nicely said that the, the, the much, as, much as she enjoys our conversations, doing the podcast just didn't, wasn't sticking um but but there is still hope that uh, because amanda 
is very happy to come back on the show and maybe we can finish you know finish the second part of that chat about scenarios and maybe i could kind of shoehorn it round to her wonderful work which i'm hoping i'll get to be holding in my hands at some point soon as well uh, let's see um what else to say? I mean, you know, with this kind of just hanging out aspect of it all, I I suppose some of the crowdfunding things that that I've backed have, have kind of come home to roost. So, um, friend of the show, as people like to say, uh, Frank Redding, who who was on talking about capes, cloaks, and cowls in a park a while ago? Um, that book arrived, um, uh, and it's and it's nice. It's very nice. Um, so nice one, Frank. Um, what else have I got? Oh my goodness! Um, Games omnivorous friend of the show, Andre Nova. Um, uh, who's been on a couple of times. Um, well, I got my copies of the, the Hex Packs, Bottled Sea and the Undying Sands. So you get hexes and in a bag and you get GM screens and random tables and some adventures and all of that. And that's uh, awesome. That's really nice. And the idea for that specifically is kind of started with my son and my youngest daughter, a kind of Valerian inspired role playing game. And uh, my son is GMing that. Um, and it's really great that uh, my youngest daughter's into that. And, and we've done a couple of sessions so far. So my idea was that the Undying Sands and the Bottled Sea could work as part of the... Uh, the Valerian adventure, and also along with that, Bucket of Bolts, um, Mousehole Press, um, that arrived. Uh, so Bucket of Bolts is where you kind of go through a process of creating your own spaceship, um, and that's the follow-up to Artifact. Um, so that arrived. Uh, so that, again, is something for the Valerian game. And then also uh, Liam Heavey's Ecopunk 2044 arrived. Um, Liam's been on the show. Uh, very interesting. Um, he's, a, he's a strong Marxist, socialist, and um, environmentalist. And I've, I've, you know, had a bit, I had the chance to have a bit of a dip into the... Uh, into the book and he's done a he's done a nice job he's there's really a load of art he really when he said he was commissioning art and he was commissioning a lot of art he really was commissioning a lot of art and it works really well actually having all these different artists and these different styles um, and these different kinds of um, ideas that they evoke. So, you know, it gives you it gives you the opportunity to kind of imagine this world in a 
multivalent way which on the one hand you know digs you into deeper into the world uh, but also kind of bounces you back out uh, into the into the rules if you like into the game uh, in the sense that it reminds you that it's that it's in an imaginative space um as regular listeners if there if there are if we can talk about regular listeners until i've done a few more episodes if we can talk about that um regular listeners people will know that i i frequently come back to this idea this this thesis that the power of role-playing games is this shuttling between the fictional uh the fictional and the the game the play and of course i'm not the only person to to talk about that in any sense whatsoever but i think it's really important to emphasize that that movement not just that they both exist and that they're both important but it's that movement in and out back and forth that i think is um the joy the energy the dynamism of tabletop role-playing. Um, so that's one aspect of it. And just for example, I've got the book open here. Uh, there's a really nice little picture of a, of a chessboard. Um, but because this is, this is a kind of post-apocalyptic solar punk, I suppose, whatever future, the pieces are made out of a mishmash of different objects because a complete chess set is a thing hard to find. Love that. That's fantastic. Um, so the other thing about about the illustrations is that they they because we we relate we all relate differently to different kinds of artwork. Um, I think it, I think it gives you, you know, it gives different people, different people and their aesthetic sensibilities a different, uh, different ways in different ways to kind of feel some connection to it. I might be slightly repeating myself there a little bit. I'm just going to cough. Okay. That was a cough. Um, the last thing is, which I really like about, about this and surely surely it must be in other role-playing games too but i think what at least what i read into the illustrations in ecopunk 2044 is that the images actually give you adventure prompts there's something happening in the images there's some kind of situation occurring which sparks some some ideas you know i'd be really interested to to hear from folks one way or another if they find that to be the case in 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 any other publications my feeling is is that what often tends to happen is that we we often have um 
you often have a quite a, if you like quite a static illustration um perhaps the character is just standing there or the 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 setting the world is presented um just in a kind of static way so stuff is happening but there's not necessarily the kind of threads to pull at um for some kind of idea maybe maybe i'm just blind or maybe uh ecopunk has opened my eyes to that i don't know um and what little time i've had to have a look at the rules it's kind of got this scene based mechanic that um each player gets a a dice pool based on uh, gets a gets a dice pool a set dice pool per scene if you like um and i'm sure that that appears in another game but i can't remember what that is um it's certainly not one that i'm that familiar with um so that i think is interesting i think that's an interesting idea i'm, I'm recording this in the cellar um, and so I have someone coming down to look for something in another part of the cellar, probably some foodstuffs. Uh, yes, I can hear the rustle of a plastic bag. So this is that's a little uh, insight into my life today. In a moment, I'll be going upstairs and preparing pizzas for lunch, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, my wife bought all of the ingredients that we need. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, what else? What else have I got in this old uh, rickety shuffle through my recent acquisitions? I've got, um, I've got uh, a lovely signed copy of a game by Sean Smith, who um, I don't get to play games with half as much as I would like to so hopefully Sean and I will get to play in a game again that would be great uh, and I've got this copy of a, of a thing he put out a while ago when did he put this out Twenty seventeen. I mean good god look at that so five years ago you know makes me feel like a absolute novice which i am um it's exuvier exuvier relics of house dragonfly and it's uh it's a generative investigative um horror rpg that uses playing cards and I seem to remember there was some discussion with Sean about running a game of this somewhere. It might have been a, a grog meet or something, but something came up, so that didn't happen. So one way or another, I'm very excited about that because I love the idea of investigative, uh, sorry, uh, uh, generative investigation systems. Um, yeah. Um and not not perhaps some of the ones that some listeners might be thinking of because you know this is this is this is a podcast basically all about 
minimalist systems. And that is where it's at. Um, mention of grog meat. Last weekend was was grog meat and simultaneously virtual grog meat. Um, I had a, it was a crazy weekend. We were doing more stuff on the house, uh, which has been a lot of the time supper over the last however long and also my best friend from the UK was visiting so it was a uh, it was a mix a right old mix of stuff at the weekend and it was virtual grog meet and I was due to run League of Eternal Guardians in an adventure with um, an over-the-hill Mark Bolan uh, who didn't die um, but uh, was just leading a reclusive and increasingly um, eldritch-influenced uh, life. And the League were going to, or are going to be, uh, sent in to sort that out. Um, I had a couple of takers. I, I wonder if some of the numbers were down because they might have been people actually going to grog meet face to face. I don't know. Um, um, so I, the, the, the takers, the players, um, one new, one old, um, I, I said, why don't we reschedule it when there's a couple more people who are up for playing? Um, and they were up for that. They they agreed to that. So that's going to happen. That's going to happen sometime. I was also due to play in a Strontium Dog game on the Sunday uh, that was using not the uh, what's old is new Judge Dredd and the Worlds of 2000 AD system, uh, but a simpler system. But that made me, because listeners going back will know that I, I like my 2000 AD uh, that some of the minis that I need to paint are the Strontium Dog minis and the Judge Dread minis so um, and I've had Andy Chambers talking about uh, Judge Dread and Strontium Dog on, on the show a good while ago right back right back um, so so inspired by by the prospect of playing in this game, I ordered one of the few f remaining copies floating around, actually one in Germany, of the of the What's Old is New Strontium Dog uh, rulebook. And I'm pleased I did. Bit expensive, but I'm pleased I got it because it's, it's out of print now. So if anyone, if you pick it up anywhere, anybody, uh, if you see it for a, an acceptable price, I would recommend that you pick it up because it won't be around anymore. It's good. It's nice. It's not. It's not some super fat dense thing. Of course, it says you need the, those other rules to play it, but as we all know, uh, that's hogwash. Um, so there's lots of nice stuff in there uh, to 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 play. Search and destroy agents, Strontis, uh, muties all of that business and there's some robots and stuff in there as well so yeah i i don't have i don't have the other uh, the other books at all um uh so i decided to to not 
play in that game in the end because of all the work that we were doing in the house and because my friend was here and he was helping us with that and um, it just seemed like the right thing. But but the, the GM, uh, uh, we've been in touch and he says he's going to run some more games in the future and he's interested in playing League of Eternal Guardians. So it's all good. It's all good. All good things. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to also talk about um, a, a really nice little zine uh, that was part of zine month. Was it this year still just about by M uh, and it's called the Fang Witches Falls. And I believe that's doing gangbusters. Um, and perhaps there's even a new print edition of that. Um, it's a it's a really really nice really nice scene lovely illustrations um m was is has been uh, really you know we had nice correspondence about how to get a copy over to here um you know uh, that was that was really nice, and this is it's a really good exercise in um, just having a a a funny, weird, um, intriguing, and at the same time kind of straightforward adventure, which which you can tailor. Which which has got lots of random tables, which, um, you know, gives you a structure, and still lets lots of gives lots of room for your own input or randomised input or other things, and that's really what I'm aiming for with neotriassic shoreline regression syndrome, which is a bit delayed, and I'm and I am sorry about that. Um, I'm I'm so grateful to all the people that have supported it, and it's it's happening, it's going, and I'm getting dribs and drabs of the artwork. I'm having more conversations about that. Check my printer, and the prices are still okay, so it's not totally ridiculous. Um. Anyway, so that's that is happening. But Fang Witches Falls was really good, a really nice thing to see of how you can provide an adventure or a mini campaign and still leave lots of uh, open, open elements. Um, M has done did a really cool thing, uh, which I think uh, was was posted up on. Twitter as well a little while that came with the, the the zine it's a bookmark oracle and it's got uh, on one side it's got little pictures of dice one to six with little arrows shooting off and you kind of slap that into a book any book and you roll uh, you roll your dice and where the number what number you get uh, you you read off whatever you what words or phrases you get in that line in that book. Um, nice little idea. Kind of depends on which book you choose, I suppose. 
a little bit. So M's, the fang which is falls, anything more on that? I think it's pretty widely available if uh, if you can get a print copy anywhere you're. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's that's the end of that. That I hope that kind of lumpy lumpy review. Um, just like to just like to finish off by talking about the the big project that's that's really been um, just taking up so much of my time, and that's the Biosphere Guardians twenty fifty project, which I've been working on for. Uh, over a year now, well over a year, you know, from from mooting it. Um, it's it's a pretty big project, all in, all in with all of the different bits of funding spread over the four different regions, you know, international regions of the project. Um, so far, we've pulled in uh something like 95,000 euros um which of course in the scheme of things is is not much but in my scheme of things that's that's a fair that's a fair old thing and i think also comparatively that's a that's a pretty good it's a pretty sizable number for a uh, a youth role-playing game design project, you know. Um, so that's that's I feel that's something to be proud of um, with you know myself and my other collaborators who are all you know working really hard on it um it also you know there's it there's a sense of responsibility that comes with that um, and i don't just mean in terms of um of course uh, doing something good and productive for the young people involved um or for the for the gaming community or even or even exactly the funders i suppose um i'm talking about what am i talking about i'm just talking about the logistics of getting it done and you know things come up that need ironing out or um you know further work and so on and so on and so on and so on um so that's that's you know that's time consuming alongside all of the other things um but but um well look first first of all i just just thought i'd i just want to you know as as we are required to do um for the project i just wanted to um if i can possibly find it oh my goodness i just wanted to list off the the funders because um that's that's something uh that that we promised to do okay um so 
the the partners, the funders, the partners, the partners in the project are Fonds Sociokultur in Germany, uh, Kempton Kultur, Stadt Kempton here in Kempton as well. Um, also Stadt Jugendring Kempton. So those are the people that, that have funded me and I'm working with. Um, Wayne in Sligo in the Republic of Ireland. He's working with Sligo County Council. Um, uh, the, the library there, the youth centre there. Um, in Trento in Italy. Um, my partner is uh, Inco, Association Inco, um, which is which is an international, but Trento-based youth organisation, and and they are an accredited Erasmus Plus organisation. So it's through them that we get Erasmus Plus funding from the EU, uh, which is amazing. Um, and Tom in Wales, who's doing a nationwide version, um, he is getting funding from the uh, the Welsh equivalent of Erasmus, which is called Tithe, uh, as well as money from Wales Arts International uh, and the Arts Council of Wales. And he is working closely with... Uh, great arts organization called arts active in wales uh, for young youth youth arts organization and you know everyone in all of those organizations are just um are really just fantastic and it the challenges it are nice challenges to have um, so I, I had a, I had a table, uh, in September at Kempton's games convention, games convention. Um, I had a table, uh, with copies of Trickster's Net and some lovely, um, uh, standees, I don't know, or posters, card backed posters, um, with illustrations by Wayne in Sligo, who's our illustrator, and they're amazing. So, um, if you go to if you go to the itch page for Biosphere Guardians 2050, you'll see a little bit of Wayne's work so far. Um, really, really nice. So I had a little table there. Got to chat with different people about the project. That was fantastic. Gamesvention were fantastic. Um, and I, I ran a game, I ran a game. And so that was my first actual game of Biosphere Guardians. But last night, last night, the project in Kempton started, uh, officially with the young people at Stadtjugendring office in town. And we're, we're, we're using, we've got booked this, wonderful attic space if you like in this lovely old building um where where we got together for the first time last night i introduced the project we created 
characters um, and that the young people drew their characters. Um, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, I'm working with a guy called Chris at Stadtjugendring who helped out on Trickster's Net last year and he's just amazing. Um, and so Chris and I were there and in the end we had 12 young people who hopefully we'll see again in two weeks time um, who seem to really enjoy it and really get stuck into it and ask all kinds of questions um, uh, there were there were a few people that couldn't make it so there's going to be more young people so hopefully hopefully at capacity when we meet in person we could we could have three tables worth of games and that's that's super that's really super i i wonder if in practice that might be you know two tables worth um but they all they all seemed to get stuck into it and have a really good time and so the atmosphere was really great all of the young people were really great and you know that was that was after a really long day of that wasn't the best day in the world um that was a really nice um end to it and a really nice beginning to the project so um what else can i say so it uses it uses uh the the counterpoint d6 system that i that i came up with that's the heart of league of eternal guardians and also tricksters net um obviously adapted in different ways for those what's interesting about biosphere guardians is that it's even more stripped back it's even more minimalist um which makes the rules even shorter and makes it even easier to to get stuck into it's it's actually the same similar kind of thing that i've been using for neo-triassic um and so so i know it works uh well um and so it's been interesting with these two projects um in development how you know the 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 the, the parallel insights can can kind of cross cross fertilize um so um of course people can't leave messages anymore after the anchor apocalypse um but you know that's never really been a massive part of this show has it now i've never been uh the the, the biggest best you know like the best um custodian of 
messages from folks and whether you know chicken and eggs kind of situation uh i never used to get loads of them either uh, sometimes you know sometimes and sometimes i'd get a, a good bunch of them but uh i don't know I'd, i wonder i wonder i wonder if uh i wonder if maybe Excuse me. I wonder if maybe when you're not talking about um, some kind of familiar rule system, there's you know there's there's less rules debate to be had, and if or design game design debate to be had, and so if that's your thing, which it is for me i suppose that it's gonna you can end up with less kind of debate anyway good god what am i talking about um crying into my uh crying into my lap here um i always loved getting the messages and i do think it's a bit shoddy that uh, anchors got rid of that um but hey ho I would be very, very happy to get messages from people. Um, the email address is locoludus at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter under locoludus. And uh, Facebook. And I do have an Instagram account, but, you know, I would hardly know it. And this is another thing, you know, I think I've... I've just really been dodging social media quite a lot. You know, I pop up now and again, but, you know, I can't be doing that with that personally, myself. <laughs> it all seems to just be going bonkers. So, anyway, um, I think that's where this is where i should leave it isn't it thank you yes wonderful um thank you ever so much for listening to continuing listening to loco ludus and i'm going to do everything i can to expedite at my pace um some of those things that i'm sitting on and who knows maybe uh Excuse me, that one caught me unawares. Um, perhaps uh, something else out in the meantime or something or in between or talk to someone else. I don't know. Let's see. But um, here I am in the middle of November 2022 wishing you all a very good winter from this point onwards until I next wish you something similar. All the best. Bye-bye.